0: how's it going everybody welcome to the first ones to die i am here with my two fabulous co-hosts jonathan and alex and of course i am also jerome and today we're gonna be reviewing wonder woman 84 the new movie from the dc universe and warner brothers so stay tuned you know grab a snack grab a drink it's gonna be a minute we got a lot to say and we hope you have uh, a lot to listen to what we had to say so you know how it goes Hit the music. (laughs) You are now listening to the
1: first ones to die. First ones to die. Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ones to die podcast. I am Jonathan. I'm here with my co-hosts Alex and Jerome. Say what up. Hey
2: what's up <laughs> you said say what's up so I, I just you know i mean we're reviewing something that was said in the 80s exactly so, like, so it's fitting technically it's fitting. appropriate we'll let it go
1: um well today it. we are going to be reviewing the cheetah girls from disney che- i mean i'm sorry uh uh wonder woman 1984
2: <laughs> i won't you lie might you might understand don't you that. watching that
1: <laughs> you might understand that reference if you watched the whole movie but um yeah, we're gonna get into it. Um, first. Oh, so firstly, sorry, real quick, for those who who uh, because this is the first ones to die, some of
0: you might not have listened to our behind the usher station stuff. So let us let it be known now. We're going to do a little bit of a of, of a piece that's non spoilers. So you know, if you if you haven't seen Wonder Woman eighty four yet, you want to just get some quick impressions. We're gonna do that real quick, and then after that, it's gonna be no bars held, all spoilers. So if you, want, you know, want to hear the rest of the podcast, but you're not, you don't want Wonder Woman spoiled for you, you know, I would say pause this, go check it out, then come back, you know, and enjoy the rest of the show. Come listen to what we had to say. Um, but you've been fairly warned. All right. Go ahead, Jonathan. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Thank you for keeping the people updated. They appreciate that very much. On behalf of the people, I will let you know they appreciate that. <laughs> um, So first things first. Going into Wonder Woman 1984, what were your expectations? What did you think? You know, we're in this new day and age where everything's going to be streaming, at least for the next year, most likely, if these studios want to make money. What were your expectations going into Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, I'll start with Alex.
2: Well, I think my expectations were, like, set a little lower, because usually sequels aren't that great and it's like always kind of challenging especially when it's something like how Wonder Woman was it was so good and like so powerful especially from like a female standpoint and then a fan standpoint and all this it was just all around good and it didn't feel like when you watch Batman and Superman again where it's like oh okay another movie about them this felt like new and different and it was dark and light at the same time and when they did the sequel it had the same vibe to it it had this really dark element but then it also had this like really positive energy and it weird it it weirdly reflected the 80s so well because a lot of the times when people are portraying the 80s in the in movies it is super like big hair hairspray giant phones colorful 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 but like you know Wonder Woman was actually dressed nicely she didn't look like something that came out of like a h- horrible 80s film or anything like that she actually or something you know that was made to look like the 80s she actually had nice fashion and so did her other coworkers and stuff so it had a more realistic vibe to it too and I think that helped it um uh so like my expectations were like kind of low just because I wanted to enjoy it but they were met and exceeded I think for me
1: Okay, and how about you jerome
0: I, I want to start by showing this right now. Hold on. I don't know if y'all can see it cuz of the cuz of the light. That's Wonder Woman Dead Earth. First of all, if you haven't read it, read this book. It's so good. The art is fantastic. Secondly, that should tell you everything you need to know. I was excited for this one. I Wonder Woman's my favorite DC character right now. Um, you know, for a long time when I was a kid, it was Batman. I feel like for a lot of young boys because of the Batman Animated Series, And young girls too. Um, No, I was Batman, Batman. but (laughs) except Alex. But I um,
2: well, not you know,
0: and then uh, but it shifted to Wonder Woman for me because it's just like I felt like she was fierce, she was strong, but at the same time she had I think for me the best of both worlds as I grew older of just being this um, hero who is yes you know all about truth justice and you know saving the day but also you know not afraid to get her hands a little dirty you know she'll pull out the sword and shield if she has to so i appreciate that aspect and so the first movie was really good patty jenkins did a great job and i wasn't sure what you know gal gadot was still more or less unknown the only thing i'd ever seen her in before that was fast and furious so uh i wasn't sure how she was gonna uh adjust to the role and i guess she was in batman v superman too but she didn't really do much so she did a great job so i was expecting her to kind of come in here and do some uh you know do a lot of the same things i was expecting patty jenkins to do uh some great things as well however i will say uh you know, at the same time, I was still a little hesitant too, because I wasn't sure how they were going to balance out. Like, Wonder Woman doesn't exactly have, she's not like Batman, who has this like huge rogues gallery of iconic villains that you just know. Like, she doesn't have like a Penguin, a Joker, a Riddler, whatever. Um, honestly, her villains are, are more or less, like I think off the top of my head, the ones that come to mind are like Cersei, Cheetah, and Ares. And Ares was in the first movie. They haven't gotten to Circe yet, which I am excited to see if they ever do get to C or C. Um And they did Cheetah for this movie, but she even Cheetah is like you know small time. So I wasn't sure
2: how they were gonna. I do feel a like that's a for spoiler. Movie. They didn't actually name the villain in previews and stuff, man.
1: <laughs>
0: she, <laughs> she look in the trailer. She looks like a Cheetah woman.
1: And I mentioned, I <laughs> yeah, mentioned Cheetah like... girls, so
0: it also you to right, cheetah girls <laughs> fine but you know and like but everybody that's uh you know it's just it's nonetheless uh you know i just i had some high hopes uh we'll get into you know i'll get into my thoughts later on in the, in the review but definitely uh at the start i had a lot of high hopes for this movie
1: i was kind of indifferent uh i watched the first movie in IMAX, in its full glory, how it's quote-unquote supposed to be watched. I just watched it as another movie, and I know like that's not the popular opinion. Um, it wasn't, the first Wonder Woman speaking, um, it wasn't as memorable as it was for a lot of people. For me, it wasn't as memorable. Um, but I was excited to watch it on HBO Max because of the platform, because this is something brand new that we're doing, putting out a movie, a huge superhero movie on a streaming platform, the same day it releases in theaters in some areas. So I think overall I was just excited about the experience rather than the movie itself. But mm-hmm. spoiler alert, when we get to wait, the actual we're movie, oh
2: ho- yeah, god okay, was like oh, wait, when hold we, on, get, we when we get to the actual grade. movie
1: we- no, this is a spoiler for my opinion. This ain't a spoiler for the movie. Oh, I actually loved it. So,
2: huh. I I will say what they did right. Uh, at least HBO Max did. Um, they didn't charge people extra for the movie, like yes. they did with Mulan. Thank you, H B O Max. Lot, a lot of people Thank were you. pissed at Disney for doing that, but because Mulan wasn't even such a big movie, a big title they had created. A lot of people, even before the movie was sent out, were like, we don't want to see it because of what happened with the actress and, you know, the Hong Kong police. And then seeing previews and cuts from it, seeing like, just, it seemed to distort Mulan's story. And I actually talked to a coworker about it. The more I heard about it, I was like, this is even more awful because one of the scenes I loved in Mulan was uh, her, the ancestor part. And apparently that's not even in there anymore. She, she meets some random witch i don't know what's with disney and random witches in the woods people need to stop going in the woods but like with hbo max and wonder woman they let it out they just were like look here times are hard just enjoy find <laughs> yeah. enjoyment
1: but if you know happiness if you notice next to the press play button it says available for 31 days
2: i mean that's pretty good compared to fair. like yeah. that's like being in theaters
1: I know, which is, but I, I, I didn't realize that it was going to only be available for a limited time, which is, which is, it's not a caveat, I guess, but it's just an interesting, they didn't really have to put that in there, but I'm glad they're warning people that, look, you better watch this movie because time's running out.
2: I mean, that, that is fair because suddenly they could have just thrown in a charge, but I mean, yeah, it is like more, I don't actually know how long movies tend to be in theaters, we when working at the IMAX, we always had some weird schedule. We had movies that would only be there for a weekend. Well, because it
0: depends on it depends on the theater and it depends on the movie. Because if it's like a successful movie, some theaters will keep a movie in a theater for like 6 months. But if it's but it, like cuz it's really successful and I've seen I think Cats, for example, was only in theaters for like 2 weeks, 2-3 two, weeks, and then it was dropped because it just was not making money, and that's a theater Speaking space. of
1: streaming on HBO this Max. This is the only real cat Cats that should be. is also streaming on HBO Max.
0: That is true. I couldn't get through the first five minutes, but I think that's because nobody was watching it with me. I need friends. Um, I need y'all to help me. Y'all come, show, y'all come with me and
2: watch Cats. There's a documentary about Flat Earthers on Netflix. I watched like 11 minutes of it, and I couldn't get through it, so mm-hmm. on my birthday when I went over to Lauren's house like last year, uh, I asked her and Cameron and their, Cameron's cousin and their roommate to watch it with me, and I was able to sit through the whole forty five minutes. And yeah, flat earthers are a little insane. I get where they're coming from, but like they're just kind of crazy too. But anyway, we're off track. Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> Going from flat Earth um, to saving the Earth, Wonder Woman, in nineteen eighty four. <laughs> um. So let's get into everybody's thoughts on the movie itself. Uh. Where do I we wanna start? Is,
2: you, I think this is where we should ab- administrate though uh spoiler warning because as we begin to talk we'll probably end up spilling Well and stuff. hold on. Before we get into spoilers, just generic thoughts without
0: spoilers, just so people get an impression. What do you think?
2: Mm okay. Um <laughs> yeah, I did like the go. scenes at the beginning that showed when she was originally on the island. Um I thought they were a good, like, introduction to the film. However, sometimes it felt like it was a little bit on the nose to the story. And that kind of bothers me sometimes in, in films. It's like, oh, look into the past, you get this lesson, and then, oh. It's like when you read a book and, like, all, you're reading a, a book about, like, witches. Because now that's in my head. And, you know, the character learns a specific spell in the first chapter. They have difficulties. They learn the spell. And now you know for a fact that that spell's probably going to be, like, the most important thing and how they're going to win near the end of the book. So I don't really enjoy that because it kind of feels like, well, I already know how it's going to play out because of that. So even though I did like it and I did think there was a significance to it, I thought it was just not really a foreshadow, but more of a, like, we're going to just... This is what's going to happen. Don't worry. She'll learn her lesson. You know? Especially about, like, truth and justice. (laughs) Which, yeah. What about you guys?
1: I I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to almost end. This is my thing in movies. The end is either going to grab me more or it's going to lose me. And... This ending did not necessarily lose me, but towards the end, I I, I don't think I was in, as invested as I was in the in the beginning and and central um, part of the movie. But I I really enjoyed it. I loved the fact that it was set in 1984, the 80s period. Um, I love when especially a superhero movie can be dynamic and it can set itself apart from the other superhero movies because watching all of these superhero movies, you guys may know and others may know, I am not necessarily... I'll watch them, but I'm not necessarily, like, gung-ho about them. I'm not the first one to see them in line. So with movies like Logan, where it's an action, R-rated Adventure movie along with being a superhero movie um, with uh Shazam, where it's a, a comedy as well as a superhero movie, and Wonder Woman 1984, where there's.
2: Was Shazam people. a superhero
1: movie? Mm
2: hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, sorry. I'm thinking, You're about, thinking um, of Kazam. Yeah. Kazam, yeah. With no. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. Shaq. <laughs> Um,
1: anyway, gone. And and with Wonder <laughs> Woman, where you have elements of like nineteen eighties comedy, somewhat rom com, and also a superhero movie, you know, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I like the fact that they leaned somewhat into the comedy of it all. How about you, Jerome? Uh
0: I like I will say, um, firstly, I do like the movie uh i think it's beautifully shot i have i've uh out of all the because you know they're still trying for some reason they're still trying to keep up the whole zack snyder dc universe side mostly because everybody liked wonder woman and aquaman so and those two exist in that universe um but that being said compared to the hum like you know uh drab look of those movies This movie just pops as soon as the first screen comes on like you see the ocean blue of paradise island and everything like it just looks beautiful from start to finish and they just one-up themselves with every scene of making the the movie look that much more beautiful um i think the acting is really well done uh i thought everybody did uh pretty decent um i'll go into more elaboration later uh and I also liked the message of the movie that being said though i do think it slows down for a bit in the middle and i think it's because they just have a lot of plots going on at the same time and so they need time to explain everything and so because of that it the movie drags a bit in the middle for me um that you know that's i get where they're coming from because it's like a lot to juggle uh and I think the other thing why it drags is also because the movie is two and a half hours long. Like, I did not expect Wonder... Because Wonder Woman 1 is... I, I think it's just shy of being two hours. So it's a pretty short movie. It goes well, Once like fast. a
2: superhero film gets popular, they always make it two and a half hours long. Which is also why I like that it was like I could stream it from my home because I had to get up multiple times and do stuff. because I was getting antsy.
1: Yeah, I was doing my, my bedtime night routine <laughs> in the bathroom while I was watching this on my iPad.
0: But it's just, you know, it was, it was so, I think, you know, for me personally, I still do enjoy the movie. um I I just don't, I wouldn't say that I enjoy it more than Wonder Woman 1. I think Wonder Woman 1 is the better film for me, um as far as impact, as far as uh telling its story. It just feels like it flows faster and flows better. But there's a lot of great moments in this movie, though, that really work. I think the 80s setting really works, especially for Wonder Woman, where, like, you know, there's a lot of references to the 80s Wonder Woman TV show um, that I really appreciated because I was like, hey, I know that show. So uh, that's really cool. So overall, that's, those are my thoughts.
2: I, I will say this, jumping to the actors, I don't, I did not enjoy Kristen Wigg in this film.
0: I was going to, I yeah, said, I wanted I, to say that for the spoilers, but I, I just, well, but no, I agree. Just, I agree entirely. Just saying it without the spoilers
2: and everything. <laughs> as much. Um, I think they probably could have chosen, you know, she, she played that character, you know, sweet and nerdy, who, you know, dreams of being all beautiful her whole life, jealous of girls like that, and then has a chance and goes crazy. That's a very common role for women in films. But like Kristen Wiig, it honestly felt that entire part of her character was something I've seen in SNL before. Like, she's, it it did not feel like, like, with Gale, she, she, um, she gets really into her role and you feel she's Wonder Woman. She's really Wonder Woman. But when Kristen Wiig was trying to play this, like, angry part of her character, it didn't feel really angry. You didn't feel, like, her frustration. It didn't get serious in that moment. She still had this, like, comical sense. And honestly, it's not... You know, she it didn't she didn't feel right for this role. Maybe for the first half, kind of. But even still, it's this, like, intense comedy. And it just felt like she was just doing another SNL skit, doing another comedy, romance movie, doing another movie where she's this, you know, I'm low self-esteem, sad, my life doesn't go the way I want it to. And, you know, I need the attention of somebody else or I need to feel empowered by changing how I look. Like, that seems to be a very common role she plays in, and I guess that the character, yes, does mimic that, but the strength the character is showing nearing the end, I don't feel like Kristen Wig portrays that well enough. So, I just, I didn't enjoy her in this film. I felt like maybe they I can't think of, like, another actress that may have been better, but, like, I think they probably could have found somebody else.
0: I, I do. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron would have dominated that role as Cheetah. I think she would have been a great Cheetah.
2: What do you think, Jonathan?
1: I I don't have I I feel like I don't have um enough Y'all it, just disrespect experience Charlize with Charlize. Don't go disrespect Charlize. I don't have enough experience with her work. I ha I haven't seen a lot of her work so. I don't know if I could necessarily um, be the best judge of that. Just I'm granted, I'm basing a lot of that idea that idea
0: mostly around Atomic Blonde, uh, the action movie she did, and Mad Max Fury Road, where especially Mad Max, where she is sympathetic and you you feel her plight, but at the same time she can flip that switch and be like on and be this action like intense powerhouse too. And I feel like that's kind of who she well, I'll get into it later. But
2: I that I that I, been my I see what you're saying because there's a moment when the character turns like really hard and she's rejecting basically the last of her humanity. Kristen Wiig doesn't have that hard face. Mhm.
0: She's
2: she's she's a very gentle face, which there's nothing wrong with. And I think she is a, you know, a badass in her career. I mean, she's gone so far and she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong. But she doesn't have a hard, cold face. And she, Charlize Theron, yeah, you're right. She does. She can do that. Um, she even played in that movie, The, the Snow White and The Huntsman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there were moments where she did, where she was able to soften it, the queen part. And then she was, you know, she brought in that stole where she was just like, no, what I want is all I want. Screw everybody else. You know, it's beauty and power. That's all I want. Which kind of mimicked Cheetah a little bit. She wanted beauty and power. And I think, yeah, Kristen Wiig just doesn't have that facial expression to convey the coldness and dropping of humanity. She's too human. I don't know if that makes sense, but she's
0: too human. Well, that's, um, I... But I... Go ahead, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: were you? Because I was going to say we we might as well delve into spoilers at this point. That is because, because, that's what I was yes. trying to say. Yeah, right? we, okay. we, um, so at this uh, point, if you're going to hop off, thank you for joining us. Um, but if you're going to continue on, this is your spoiler warning. You've probably watched the movie at this point. So Hopefully. continue on and join the discussion with us. Um, Jerome, what were you going to say? Feel free to spoil away.
2: So,
0: what I was going to say
1: is...
2: I like how you give I... it to Jerome first. Because, you know, he's ready to burst at the seams. He wants no, no, no. to this, critique this... particular scenes, and you know it, too.
0: That, I do, but uh, I will save those for later. Right now, mostly what I wanted to say about Cheetah, uh, and what I thought was going to be interesting, because originally Cheetah was just like a generic villain. Um, the most interesting thing they've done with Cheetah recently is that she used an archaeologist, which they did keep that, um, who just finds, like, an ancient artifact that turns her into a Cheetah Woman. And in, a, in an effort to reverse it, she tries to, like, seek power and, and do other things. And Wonder Woman feels for her because she's like, I get it. Like, you didn't mean to do this to yourself. It's an accident. But I, I I can't let you kill people. So, you know, rocking a hard place. And I thought that that's what they were going to do with this character where it's Kristen, like, even though, which, even when they announced that uh, Kristen Wig was going to play this character, I was like, Kristen Wiig as a villain in a superhero movie? <laughs> like, I don't, she's a good actress, you know, uh, she does well in comedies and can do really well in dramas. I loved her in Skeleton Twins. um, But, yeah, she's really good in that. And so, uh, but I just feel like here, and this is what I'm talking about, where I'm like, it's, it's they're juggling a lot is like you don't spend enough time with barbara before she makes the wish with the stone to get to know her for her switch to be evil to feel like it's earned it feels like she's like doing good she's doing all right and then she just instantaneously starts beating a man to death or near death i guess and while it's justified because he's you know trying to sexually assault her, assault her yeah, no. and he's done it before it's one of those things where you've never seen Barbara B like even show a hint of violence and it reminded me of um uh what's it called uh Michelle is it Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in Batman Returns maybe Michelle I don't like remember Catwoman in in Batman Returns I think it's Michelle Pfeiffer uh, she has a bit uh, like, she is a very, you spend a lot of time with her as timid Selena Kyle. So when she dies and the cats bring her back and she has this kind of, like, uh, they don't just instantly give her the costume and now she's Catwoman. Like, she takes some time in her apartment to kind of, like, show off her sexy side and she's changing and she's becoming a different person. With Barbara, she makes the wish instantaneously. She puts the skirt down and now she's hot. And now she's, you know, get all this attention and stuff. And I feel like the movie just moves really fast like that with a lot of plot points. Um, and I'm only harping on Cheetah because I feel like Cheetah is kind of the prime example.
2: I I will also say this about the Cheetah character that kind of bothered me is that, like, so I I kind of, for me, I did not get a lot of attention. which growing, That's kind of what I wanted. I didn't want to get attention. So for somebody like that and for somebody who's not used to getting attention as she claimed to be, Having attention thrown on you is automatically uncomfortable. Even if it's mm. coming from somebody very attractive to normal to, to ugly. Doesn't matter what. Even a small kid paying attention to you gets a little weird sometimes. Because it's like, you're very focused on me. And I don't, I'm i not used to this. I don't know how to handle it. It's very uncomfortable for me. Like, it didn't seem weird to her. It didn't seem uncomfortable. All of a sudden, she was like, oh, yeah. and like, yeah. Let, give me all this attention. I totally want it. When in reality, if you... Have been somebody like this, like, like me and like people I've known, the moment you get attention, you're just automatically, like, confused, uncomfortable, and then you maybe start to delve into it a little more, but, like, yeah, sh- that character wouldn't have reacted the way she did. Yeah. The timidness doesn't leave instantly when somebody's, like, talking to you right away or remembers your name. You're just kind of confused. You're like, um... Why are Like, we're not friends. Like, why are you talking to me? We didn't build this bond. So, like, I always thought that was a little weird, too, in the film where she just instantly dove into the popularity and it's like, no, if you really have been unpopular, dismissed your whole life, you wouldn't jump into it this way. You would be confused, worried, cautious, and then probably, like, more drop into it. So I feel like a big chunk of her character... Ended up just going missing.
1: Yeah, I I yeah. did. I actually to 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 uh, talk about both your guys' points. Um, Jerome, uh, I actually did like Kristen Wiig um, in the movie, but now that I'm talking with you guys, I'm thinking maybe I just think I liked the idea of Kristen Wiig in the movie more <laughs> than I actually liked her in the movie. Uh, don't get me wrong, I did like Kristen Wiig in the movie, but I think I liked her more in um, kind of the first half of it, and when I talked at the beginning that I, I, I was kind of lost at towards the end of the movie. Maybe that was the reason why. Maybe her performance factored into that. I don't know. But, um, you know, in, like, acting and stuff, they always say that comedy is much harder than, Drama, because there are comedic beats that you have to follow, and there are specific things that comedy requires that drama doesn't. Not that it's not that drama isn't hard because they're but they both are. but um comedy, there's just such a specific thing that you have to do in order to get a laugh. Um and Kristen Wiig does that very well. And I feel like the beginning half of the movie, she did that. Perfectly into a T, I feel like um this type of role is best suited for someone who is used to comedy because they can play like that awkward type of person and it can be believable, especially with Kristen's Wig Kristen Wiggs style of comedy. I think she plays that very well. Um but th- now that I'm thinking about it's I don't know if I 100% believed her when she did turn evil. Um, That might be due to like either the acting or the storyline. As you were saying, it was just like she flipped her personality on a dime. And one of the things that I thought about when I was watching the movie was like, is she really going to let the entire world be destroyed because she wanted to be cool? Is, is this See, where we're going to, that's
0: what I'm talking about where I'm like, I don't. I don't like the the character you presented. Yes, she seems like the type of person where she would want to be popular, and she's like, "I'm finally popular. I'm like, I don't want to lose that." But I, you didn't display this person as a person who's selfish enough to want to be okay with the world well, basically being destroyed. I, th- I think that's what they were trying to convey, wants. is and
2: that's what she lost. She lost her humanity. She lost her caring. She lost her love, and all that all that stuff. But. I think they didn't convey it enough because it was less of a physical thing with like Wonder Woman. She was losing her powers because she got Steve back Um, with her. It was just it was just yeah, yeah, it was just more her warmth. And it's just like. I think I, I like more the idea of her from the original comics of just getting her power and like almost by mistake on an archaeological dig. Or yeah. you know by that because also it's a little weird she turned into a cheetah like again she's like oh yeah I want to be an apex predator but like did you really want to be some furry running around see and that's the thing I also and also too, yeah you didn't like, need to have a tail well because she leaves, yeah but I the like, tail took me by storm I thought it
1: was just a a bodysuit at first but no. I saw the tail
2: she turned and technically she turned into a furry. Like, she was supposed
0: to turn into a cheetah, like, because I when they announced that she was going to be a cheetah, uh, cheetah, I was like, okay, but is she going to be really cheetah? Because that's a weird sell. Like, cheetah in I... the comics is, like, full cheetah person. So how are you going to sell that? in this kind of realistic DC movie. And they don't. It's just, Kristen Wiig is in normal clothing. She walks out the door. And the next time you
2: see her, she's just got full cheetah costume. Well, on. they like, they like try to like um hint at it because when she first meets Wonder Woman, she's like, oh, I like your cheetah boots. And then as the more she progresses into like her character, yeah, she's, she's fur. wearing that cheetah for, but like the thing is, I think they could have done more, not as, changing Kristen Wig into this full-on humanoid thing, but, like, just having her have the eyes of the cheetah because that's what changed. She, remembered she got better vision, like, having the fangs and kind of having more the actual, like, specific things that make the cheetah, a che- like, an apex predator, like its speed, like its claws, like its teeth, and, like, its good eyesight, instead of putting her into this weird humanoid where she kind of looks like the, one of the characters in Thundercats, honestly,
0: she she actually does look like Chitara. She looks a lot like Chitara, Chitara There like, we go, for real. <laughs>
2: like I like right away, I thought that I'm like she looks like a Thundercat. Like I'm not scared of this creature. She looks like a Thundercat. Like I expect her to pull out a sword and point it toward the sky. That uh, is what I'm waiting for now.
0: Not to so, uh, you know. I think my last thing on Cheetah. Because uh, I know we have a lot, this movie we have, is so long, we have a lot a to talk about. But uh, the la- my last thing on Cheetah though, uh, especially when it came to the costume, is I just, I feel like it would have been cool if maybe like the monkey paw for her was that she was slowly turning into a Cheetah woman. I don't know if that would have fixed the movie, but at least it would have felt like well, a, that goes, a bit more that natural. That goes back to the
2: whole like, but she wanted to be more like Wonder Woman, had she wished to be more... Had she like hold the stone and been like, "Yeah, I wish I was more like," I think if she said like, and... "I want to be
0: more fierce" or something like that, maybe that would have made it. That would have yeah, justified I th- it. I don't know. I don't know I what they that... could have done.
2: Also, isn't a more powerful apex predator technically a bear? Probably,
0: but they knew they were doing cheetah.
2: Snowbell's Snow very he, upset that Snowbell's getting... like you talk smack about cats. Talk. How dare you talk smack about <laughs> She's the very cat very woman? Upset. <laughs> I think a better Apex Predator is a bear, but that's like a whole nother discussion. Um,
1: What I was the other thing that I was going to say, kind of going off of the uh, the cheetah discussion, um, you mentioned, Jerome, that in the middle, it kind of lost you because there were so many storylines. I actually wrote down that I one of the reasons why I like this movie was because there were not a lot of (laughs) storylines. and it seemed it seemed like there was just one consistent storyline that i could follow um so i'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on that
0: so what i meant by there's a lot of storylines is we have like once we hit because the beginning is pretty straightforward you start with that action scene in paradise island then we get the action scene in the mall that was really cool by the way i thought it was like uh it was like watching a saturday morning cartoon i really appreciated that especially because it's the 80s where it's like you know the 80s super hokey so i like that the the opening was hunky. like fun and playful, um, but still Wonder Woman. Like it reminded me of watching like the Linda Carter Wonder Woman series back in the day. Um, and then after that we go right into the story and we have Kristen Wig and she's got Cheetah going on. Uh Wonder Woman is lonely and then Steve Trevor shows up. Maxwell Lord is making wishes and that's going on. Then it's slowly and then after that I was like, okay these are three subplots or three plots that are all going to converge at some point. Cool. But they don't until much, much later. Cause for a while it's Diana and Steve and they're on their own adventure, kind of doing their own thing. And occasionally they call Barbara, but for the most part, she's doing her own things with Cheetah where she's discovering her powers for the first time. so we got to dive time to that. They don't find Maxwell Lord for a while. So, meanwhile, we got to diverge time to him so we can see what he's doing over there at all these other places. And it's it's not so much that the, there's too many subplots. Sorry. I think that was the wrong... No else,
1: I was uh, about to mute sub-plot. your mic out. The- I think I
0: might have to for a little... She's going to sleep. It's fine. Um, but, um, you know, it's not so... I think the problem isn't so much that there's too many uh, subplots. I think that was maybe the wrong wording. It's more that because the, the, the different plots aren't don't feel like they're all happening together you have to that's why this movie's two and a half hours long because everybody's so separated from each other that you have to show what's going on or you'd be lost but at the same time that takes up a lot of this time a lot of time in the movie because i was like man it hit a point where I, in the middle of the movie i was like diana hasn't put on that wonder woman suit in a long time <laughs> like we are just like she's enjoying like, her time with steve yeah but it's just one of those things where i was like the like and why it, like it makes me think of wonder woman one right we have the few action scenes at the beginning then steve shows up and then we have a little bit of time where steve and wonder woman are traveling and she's learning about the world but it does not take long before we get back into the action we're back in world war one and we're in it and it's going in this movie, it takes a while before we get to the point of, like, it's like, we got to hang out with Steve. We got to spend some time with Barbara. We got to find out what Maxwell Lord's doing. We got to go back to Steve because we also got to explain why how Steve's back and kind of, you know, that sort of thing. Then we got to go back to Barbara because Barbara's investigating. Then we got to go back to Maxwell Lord. And it's like, by the time we get to the action sequence with the trucks and everything, I was like, how much more time? We got a whole hour left? I feel like we've already watched like an hour of this movie. (laughs) And, you know, again, just like it's not inherently bad. It's just one of those things where I was like, I feel like some of this could have been cut down or you should have maybe had one villain instead of having both.
2: I agree and don't agree, uh, but there are just parts where I think they intertwine their storyline just to have it intertwine enough. Like when Wonder Woman had Barb meet her at the the guy's place, that uh. The shaman guy? The shaman, thank you. The shaman's place. Like, Barb didn't need to be there. And it was kind of rude to have her there and not explain or tell her anything. Like Honestly, they're talking, I don't think they're the talking shaman in to be there front either.
0: of her. Because well, Diana can like, read the book by herself, she can read the language. They could have had right. that scene where she, they just meet at the library. They didn't need to have but that. But you, you don't
2: think the shaman would want to be around his books. I mean, people would probably steal it. Those are like ancient But I wouldn't leave people alone if I had ancient books.
0: No, I'm just saying so, like, like that's that scene could have been turned into, A, I found out like the, I, there's an ancient book that's about uh, all this uh, culture stuff. We should go to the library. I know they got it over there. They don't have it. On the digital, you gotta go to the library to find it. Like, it's the eighties.
2: It so. wasn't a library though. It was like his studio. No, I know. Even a real I'm library. saying, but like what I'm yeah. saying with Barb, like she didn't need to be there. They didn't be like, we need, we can meet you there. They could have literally gone the edge, gone there straight. And it's like, you're not even telling her anything. You're not telling her the truth about who Steve is or anything like that. But you're discussing all of this in front of her, and it's kind of like kind of rude. You keep bringing me involved, and it's like you're not even gonna tell me. What the hell is going on? But then you're going to talk like I'm not even here. So I can see when Bart got a little pissed at her too.
1: Maybe the yeah. 80s were a different social uh, <laughs> time where it was socially acceptable to, to do stuff like that.
0: Well, I'll Just think talk. about the Steve thing too. Steve was a little weird. Not the character. I think Chris Pine did a, an amazing job. He is the I heart of Chris this Pine. film. He's he's great in this movie. Um, And him and Gal Gadot have great chemistry. Every scene they're in, is I was invested. I was like I love you guys, especially the Invisible Jet scene. I didn't know was cool. they could I didn't think they could get the Invisible Jet in a Wonder Woman movie cuz I've never seen it anywhere else, but they did it. They did it. It was great. But I like uh the idea that he's in someone else's body.
1: I kept forgetting was that aspect of the me. movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was also a little weird cuz they kept talking about what Diane, Diana was losing. Or Diane, what what she was losing because of her powers, but he also just invaded some person, right? He clearly yeah. has a life, who's an engineer and everything like that, and he just took over this body, and it's like, well, where is this guy? Where are all his friends, family, or like coworkers? Like, why is nobody calling 911? And then the world goes into, you know, destruction. Again, does not this person have, like, no loved ones? And was, then he, at... was it he, like, dying and, like, he choked on some, you know, a cinnamon roll and, like, Steve came and took over the body? Or, like, <laughs> what? And
1: then at the end, he's just talking to Diana in his normal body like nothing happened, like they never huh. met or anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, this man technically has lost a week of his life, and then he talks about his friends like, oh yeah, they all tease me, and it's like, your friends didn't care about you for like an entire week. They right. <laughs> They've been gone for an entire and week. Like, and nobody called. <laughs> clearly they're not very good friends. They're making fun of your clothing, your self-esteem, and now they just ignore you. Especially when the whole world literally dove in chaos.
0: Yeah. I, I just thought that plot point was weird, especially because okay, let me get this straight. So the stone can turn a person into... A cheetah woman. It can make a wall appear out of nowhere from the sands, uh, like miles long, and block off an entire area. It can't I bring mean, back somebody from the dead. Are you serious? It can make nukes a wall, appear the out wall of structure nowhere.
2: Nowhere was not out of nowhere. I mean, it was from the ground. There was there was already a base there. And a lot of times, mountains, walls, things, little structures are pushed up from the wall because of underground water. Alex, it goes, it nukes appeared out of nowhere. Saying. The, the thing sure. literally do enough engineering to make and make a fully functional bomb. Right. <laughs> but that's also metal. That's not a living being. Metal doesn't it just create... come fully
0: formed as a missile, Alex. You can't just mine a mountain and you I'm find some missile. Saying. Oh my it's God, I found nukes in here. doesn't have like a
2: soul. <laughs> So like it can't like it's not creating a body. Wachita like manipulated her body, manipulated Wonder Woman's body, manipulated um Maxwell's body, but technically and it manipulated the guy. So it's a more of a manipulation tool. Remember, it was from the God of Lies. So it wasn't actually a creator, it was a manipulator.
1: Okay. That's why it couldn't exactly well, a bring
2: point. a solid body back to life. That's can, a fair point. Can
1: we continue talking about these the stone's power for a second? Because um, you know, in movies where the genie or whatever grants wishes, says you can't wish for more wishes. How come this dude was able to wish to be <laughs> the stone? But in some scenarios, you can't wish for more wishes.
0: That's because genies have certain rules. This is a magic stone, different rules. Yeah.
1: Then why didn't anybody just wish? Then why didn't why didn't somebody just wish? Um. Uh, like I, I, I wish. The juice powers were—you know where I'm going with
2: this—because <laughs> he manipulated people. into it yeah, he, he would, would tell say, them what to. Don't wish you wish I would have this? And they're like, uh, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "Okay, for that wish, I'm gonna take this." Right. Um, but I—I I see what you're saying. Why didn't somebody just revert, like, wish back? Um, well, actually, when I was watching this movie, I thought of Wishmaster. I was like, "Oh, this is basically just Wishmaster," um, which is a horror film from the '80s or early nineties, whatever. And at the end, the woman wishes after everything has gone wrong, the wishmaster grants her like six wishes or five wishes, I can't really recall. Me. Um, she wishes for everything to be back to normal, for for everything to be back. And at the beginning, so she's there again, she everybody's alive, nobody's hurt, all this stuff. And then she gets killed because it it. Because when you wish for something, things require a payment and it required her soul. The moment she made that last wish, it was her soul. Even if she wished it back. And there's another movie, Wish Upon, where this girl gets this uh, box, uh, Chinese box. She gets seven wishes. At the seven wishes, uh, the box, the demon living in the box takes your soul. And she's like, oh, I know how to defeat you. She wishes for things to go back to normal. When they went back to normal she was killed because it demanded a soul so even if somebody was like oh i just wish for all this to stop i wish for things to go back to normal i wish you know he never observed the sun there will still be this payment that is due and that was the whole thing about you know the wishing you can wish for something and even if it's granted to you there's a payment there's always a cost and like somebody could wish it back to normal but like what's gonna be the cost on a, such a global scale like that, what would be the cost to wish everything back? Plus like, that's where they
0: said you had to renege your wish. You can't just wish everything to go back to normal. To reverse the stone, you have to renege on what revoke. you wish for in the or sorry, yes, revoke. Um, or renounce. Re... Renounce. Renounce. Yeah, we go. That's the right word. Renounce your your what you wish for and then it'll it'll get fixed.
1: Or there was that one guy that was like, "I take back my wish." Yeah, apparently that worked as well.
0: What did you guys think of Pedro Pascal? Uh, while we're while we're talking about the wish wish guy, let's talk about the dude who makes the wishes. Uh, Pedro Pascal.
1: I thought he was good. I was about to bring him up as well. I I thought he was really good because he added layers to the role. He wasn't just outright evil for no reason you could really understand his story whether or not you agreed with it which hopefully we all didn't but you could see his thought process you could feel the emotional attachment he had to his son which at the end i almost got teary eyed because especially that the son was just he he brought that heartwarming element to it and um
2: was was the son japanese it looked like No, I was, did think about that where I was like, is. Your son don't
1: look like you. Are you sure? Because that's at
2: first your case? I actually I actually didn't recognize the actor and I thought it was just, you know, a, a white man wanting power. Um and then I saw his son who looked Japanese, and I was like, Oh, okay, his ex wife must be. Whatever. And then when they kinda of more when I finally recognized him, I'm like, Well, wait, he's Spanish. Mm. I'm like, but his son solely looks or at least I think he looks like Japanese. Um or, Maybe he's or Asian, I guess, is abroad. I don't see him as a type to adopt. <laughs> Doesn't seem very much caring for others, but more so just his blood. See, that was um, another thing where I was like,
0: I know that they want me to believe that he cares about his son. But again, we get one scene with his son. And it
1: does not give me okay. enough. Let me get this straight. You're complaining about the length of the movie (laughs) and you're saying that these characters are not fleshed out enough.
2: Yes, I mean you were complaining a I lot don't... about the time spent on these characters' own storylines. See, but the thing is, they merge.
0: here's the thing: is the problem is is that we spend a lot. Like, Maxwell Lord travels a lot in this movie. He goes to the oil place. He goes to the president's office. He goes back to his office multiple times. There's there's, there's a lot of those scenes where I'm like, you can cut some of these four scenes
2: well, with like, his son. He, you do not to... need all of this. He, they needed a scene in serial. That one was because important. That was, the, that was like the that start was of it all.
0: The one where he's like talking to the pastor and talking to all that stuff or whatever, that could have been shortened. That scene goes on for a lot longer than it needs to. And I'm just saying that based off of just like, I'm thinking of, you know, cu- most cuts in movies are very, are like four or five seconds. And those four and five add up at some point if you just stay there for a while. And those I, are things I, 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 I,
2: I would have liked with him and his son instead. I do see what you're saying, but at the same time, I think the pastor was needed because it did foreshadow his plans of trying to get on a global scale, a massive wish of people. And I think he was trying to figure out how to do that. He's like, so if I grab one and another and they're all touching each other in a giant ring, will that, you know, convey it? But I don't think he even was sure. And even the pastor was like, uh, we can, but like, that's, I'm not sure. That's kind of weird. How are you going to make people say I wish instead of like amen or pray or whatever. So I can kind of see that scene being needed, but I think it could have definitely like, I don't think they needed another scene with his son, honestly, because I think they needed more scene of showing how people in power came to him and were like asking for things and kind of showing the more, how more chaos erupted on such a higher like level and the corruption that was, that was being shown of how, you know, want and desire, can take over. With his son, I don't know. I feel like his son ended up becoming like a plot point just, you know, for the story. Mm -hmm. To have him have something to hold on to his like humanity. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they could have just done that with a wife or a girlfriend or something.
1: I think they needed to Um, ground him and that's why they brought the son in. Because otherwise we wouldn't be understanding him. Yeah, we wouldn't be we'd be like Screw this guy. They could, all they have to do is uh, destroy him and then everything would go back to normal.
2: Yeah, I think they're trying to like paint it that way. But honestly, I didn't feel that much sympathy even with his kid around because like, I I think that's more so playing on like the older generation's emotions or, you know, people with kids like, oh yeah, I would give up everything for my kid. Be like, no, you know what? His dad's neglectful. Sure, they love each other, but his dad's neglectful. He's not a very good role model. He's not a good parent. Like, What is his son going to miss, honestly? And to piggyback off of that, what you said actually
0: is maybe what I was missing. Is that it doesn't feel like I would care more if it felt like he was doing it for his son. But it doesn't right. feel like he's doing any of this for his son. He's doing this for himself. And his son. So when he's like, oh, I, you know, I just want you to be proud of me, son, or whatever. I'm like, do you? Because you haven't talked to him really at all half of this adventure even when you got the powers like you saw him one time and you get snapped at him when he when he wished that you would spend more time with him and then that's it and then you were off back again to get more power but you haven't really like had a convo with your son on that level of like are you proud even, of me son do you like what i'm
2: doing what do you think even when you they first introduced the son he's just like oh yeah like I want you. we're going to have the pool. We're going to have the helicopter. And he's trying to pretend it's for his son, but you can clearly tell that's what he wants when his son's like, yeah, I just want to hang out with you. Well, we'll hang out when we have all this stuff already. It's like the son has made it clear. Like "I, I don't care. And also like when he's speaking to his son, he keeps saying my greatness. He doesn't say our greatness, our legacy He says my greatness is your greatness. But then he's talking about his legacy, his power, his control He never once in a lot of movies when it's portraying the parental, the the father, son, daughter, you know, mother, whatever. It's always like, I'm doing this for us. I'm creating our legacy. I'm creating our world, our kingdom, you know, building that up for us. And then they're like, oh, why didn't you do that? We just needed each other. He doesn't do that at all. There's only one point he says that the rest of the time he's like oh it's our my greatness my my legacy my power my control you know my my wishes and stuff like that and even the son's like yeah i, I wish for your greatness too because that's clearly what you want it's not even our world it's usually it's hidden under you know the mask of like i'm doing this for my son and me you know our buildings our power but he clearly says my greatness my you know kingdom basically mm-hmm. So, I think even from the beginning, they don't properly establish this connection and relationship he has with his son. And I think that's a lot of lackluster, and why I didn't really. See- I loved him playing the character. I thought it was a good character. I thought, yeah, he is a very excellent actor. I love the way he was slowly dying. And even, I don't know, I think they could have shown it a little more his skin was actually turning into stone because he had wished to be the stuff. So his skin had started to get this like charcoal residue. He wasn't, he was paling, but parts of him had turned into a charcoal residue. I think I would have liked to see that more. Like he would turn more into stone. Yeah, I
1: noticed that when he was on the plane.
2: Mm-hmm. And like, I think that would have been like such a better development too. But like, I feel like they made his storyline and, far much that's my sooner. dad y'all by the way if yeah. the video I'm sorry. Guess the parrot. There we go. That's the parrot. Um so I think they could have given him more more a tighter relationship with his son, enough to like show that like, oh yeah, I would give up everything for them in the end. Or they could have definitely like done more with the makeup. I think they had a really, really great character and they didn't do enough with it. And they and they had a really great actor and they didn't do enough with it. He has range. He's really cool. He's very charismatic.
0: I, I, I love him very when young. he did the... Especially when his first introduction comes in, I was like, oh, this guy's going to be great. When he's like, the world's good, <laughs> but it could be better. I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah. it right there. That's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. He's very charismatic, which mm-hmm. plays a lot to that character. Yeah. Because, yeah, that character's all about charisma. They're like, oh, yeah, we believe you. Because you look, you know, you look happy. You look powerful. Really, he's just a sad dude.
1: So... Yeah. If there's two lessons that I learned from this movie, one, support small businesses. <laughs> Don't let corporate America grant your wish, because then you're just gonna be supporting the billionaires. They're gonna be able to control the world. Support I mean, small businesses. Happened. That yeah, it, it happened already, but um. And two, this is why everybody can't get what they want. Because it's too conflicting. Everybody, if everybody got their wish, this world we don't know what would happen in this world. So it's an unfortunate revelation, but it's true.
0: I wanted to say one last thing, uh, mostly in revolving to the message of this movie, of you know, uh, not only care for what you wish for, but also you know, d- there are no shortcuts to greatness, to being who you want to be, or or getting the things out of life that you want to get out of them and i respect that message um even though it is kind of weird that there is a moment where diana almost basically looks at camera and is just like hey you audience i'm talking to you specifically here's the lesson of this movie (laughs) but uh you know like i said it's like a sad moment
1: she just puts on her cardigan basically but i you know i liked it
0: But it reminded me, like, you know, going through the movie and my few issues with the movie, it reminded me a lot of um, Tomorrowland with George Clooney.
2: Oh, where it was heavy with message?
0: Well, because that movie has a great message, too, that I really love of, like, not giving up. You know, if you have a dream, go for it. Maybe it will take a little bit longer than you expected, and maybe it will be hard, but never give up. And I like that message. But that movie, too had pacing issues, and I feel like, you know, this movie, for me personally, had a few pacing issues. I still enjoy it. I still like it. I st- again, beautifully filmed. I've never seen such beautiful colors in a, in a superhero movie in a long time, Um, and thank you for that, Patty Jenkins, because we've gotten a lot of dark superhero movies as of late. Things have been very dark in the superhero world. I don't know what that's about.
2: Yeah, uh, Thor, Ragnarok was... Thor was probably sh- the
0: last one. Thor Wright was the last one that was really colorful and bright and, and happy.
1: Well, I feel like um, Shazam was, too. Did Shazam come out before Thor or after Thor? I thought it was after.
2: I never watched that one. Shazam it was, was also a good it, one. It kind of creeps me out.
1: <laughs> it creeps you out? How?
2: Oh, because a child looks like an adult.
1: But he becomes no, no, an adult. This... Oh. oh, because the, the, the adult he, is actually yeah, a child? He...
2: He yeah, and then like there's always like somebody attracted to it, but then it's attracted to the character, and it's like, but he's supposed to also be playing a child. I don't know. It just weirds me out on like certain levels. Um, so like I never <laughs> watched it. To be
0: fair, I don't think anyone ever hits on Shazam in the Shazam movie. Oh yeah, I don't no, think that's so. Good. Yeah, I don't think they ever have. Well, a, like, I think a woman I think the, like, hey, the you're reason, it, like,
1: you
0: know, he's just like, eh.
2: well, well, think of it like the movie Big. Big, Tom I was
1: just about to say. Mm-hmm. Big
0: yeah, was that... the one
2: where I was like, this woman is gonna wait for this thirteen-year-old boy to grow Yeah, up. which creeped me the hell out. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's no no adult woman hitting, uh, they didn't make an adult woman hit on him.
0: No, like, there's no. i think there's oh, an adult woman. Then, hit then
2: maybe saying. I'll give it more of a chance, and I, you know, judge because there have been movies like that where they. Make them grow older, you know? And, like, all of a sudden, they're hitting on, like, 13 going on 30, too. That technically, a 30-year-old woman was a 13-year-old. And it was like, no, thank you. Um, but um, I did enjoy that movie. There. Those, but, those, those, sorry. Are, I, I'm sorry, those are just
0: my final thoughts on Wonder Woman 84. I still love, the, I still like the movie. Um, I still think it is a fun time. If you want to watch something for Christmas, to have just a good good old time and enjoy yourself, like a Saturday morning cartoon... Uh, or even like watching like the some of the richer it even gave me feels of the old richard donner supermans um from back in the 80s so if you want that feel like
2: did did you guys watch the post-credit scene yes
1: yes right if you're talking
2: about old field god they got linda carter back yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no like that scene i like stop i held my breath i was like one she looks amazing two that whole scene was just like that's linda carter's character that is linda carter there and so i love they tied it into the story too of of her being hysteria yeah and i always love linda carter because she is um she's spanish she's latin she's mexican Mm. um so that yeah so she's a great role model to have when i was growing up knowing that wonder woman the actress was mexican and i was like oh that's really cool i really love that you know representation right there mm-hmm. um i will say we didn't talk a lot about wonder woman or steve during this podcast and i think because their characters were like really well done and written and i think i had no issues with steve i thought it was adorable he was so fascinated and l- unlike like steve rogers when he came to like basically the present time mm-hmm. he was so against adapting at times he was so against like well, why did this need to be fixed? Or, you know, why can't I still use this? Or why can I do? This Steve was just like, cool, this is different. The man was eating Pop-Tarts in bed. I mean.
1: Yeah, it was very much. Was... I, I like that fish out of water aspect. Like he had yeah. the elf moment, the Will Ferrell elf moment when he's on the escalator. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to work, how to get on it.
2: But he was just excited. And I love that about the Steve when he came into the future <laughs> or present was be. Hard, but anyway um i get what you was mean was that he, yeah <laughs> their future our past yeah he wasn't you know afraid he wasn't concerned he was like holy crap look at everything and like i want to experience it all when a lot of characters who have shown in like superhero movies when their old love comes back they want to stay hidden in the past but steve was like nope this is a future it's great and like you need to experience it because it's great and like yeah like that's what i loved about this character it was a fish out of water element but he was just so excited to be out of the water he was so excited to try everything and i think that was just a wonderful way to look at it like because i love time travel movies and things like that and time travel when time travel when the traveler tends to go in the past or the future they're excited to experience you know these new things and like i'm always disappointed when they like unfreeze somebody and they're like well, why did this change? Why can't I still use this? Why can't I do this? Why it's like, is be everything happy that you even
1: live in right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was the whole, I want to live in the moment, and him being like, you need to live in the moment. I like, like
0: the reverse of it being the reverse of Diana's Fish Out of Water experience, too. Because in the first movie, Diana knows nothing about the world of man. She's only ever been on Paradise Island. So for her, everything is brand spanking new versus for steve it's not that everything's brand new it's that everything is futuristic and so for him it's it's it was a slightly different take on it that i haven't seen before where he's like like when he sees uh you know the fashion he isn't like oh this is strange this is dumb like he's just like oh, all right pants pants have parachutes now? they have parachute pants now all right the i, I pack, love how excited he
2: was for the all zippers right. Yeah. When the, he wore the pants with all this, he's like, look how many zippers I have. He was super excited. I was like, yeah, dude, jump into that fashion. Although the guy, whoever, the person he was, you know, body took over had terrible fashion. It's the 80s. Everybody I, had I slightly, like, slightly I like terrible of, no, Diane slightly. didn't, and like, Kristen Wiig characters technically didn't until she turned Kristen evil. Kristen Wiig looked good. And then she started wearing, let me tell you she something. Lo- her she, outfits her were felt, fantastic. Yes, they were on great. point. And she, when she did transition into that more sexy character, she did it well. You know, it wasn't this, like, poofy, you know, 80s dress you see in those, like, ridiculous, like, prom or formal movies. Mm-hmm. It was an actual stylish dress that if somebody wore today, it would still be fashionable. Yeah. So, like, see? It can be done. That's more realistic fashion than what they had. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, they did so well with those characters. I don't feel a lot of criticism for either one mm-hmm. and they properly do have their development throughout this movie. And I don't ever feel like there's suddenly a change or jump in character, which I think is very rare when in a superhero film, because in a superhero film, often more so than not that I've seen is that the superheroes tend to have this random flip of a switch, like in Batman versus Superman. The two characters who were battling all of a sudden bonded over the what? Uh, Martha, <laughs> Martha, which was like seriously over a name, like that. That's all it took. They should have just read a baby book name together, and you know, eventually <laughs> you would have had <hit> another one. True. <laughs> don't hide your face. I just, um. I, it's so funny. like, yeah. True. <laughs> so, yeah, they were so like well, you know spaced out in their development that it didn't seem like all of a sudden oh this flip had been the switch had been Mm flipped it was well done unlike a lot of the dc movies i've seen where they're just especially oh my god for like super uh suicide squad yeah that movie all of a sudden they go from like screw you all to we're family i'm gonna die for you it's like you had (laughs) one beer together
1: I agree. I think the characters were um, well written. Their dynamic was great, especially in a superhero movie. You want to be able to root for the main characters and then cannot be said for all superhero films, unfortunately. And the fact that they were rootable, the fact that they had good chemistry on screen made my experience more enjoyable and, especially because they were more prevalent, uh, Steve um, and Diana, they're, they're, uh, they were, because halfway through the movie, I feel like Steve disappears again. Um, so the fact that they were more so towards the beginning, I felt like it set up well for the rest of the movie.
0: I, uh, Gal Gadot in this movie reminds me of Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor and Thor Ragnarok. Because for a long time, even though Chris Hemsworth was great in the role, it took him a while to establish that character as like his own for a minute. Because he was so new. So it's like he's pretty much just doing what the director tells him to. And it feels like Thor Ragnarok was the first time where it's like, no, Chris Hemsworth undoubtedly it- forever is Thor. And so Gal Gadot in this movie, because I feel like in Wonder Woman, she's doing the role and she's doing it well. In this movie, in Wonder Woman 84, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Like, she is in the role. She is perfect as that character. And I would love to, would love to see more movies with her as Wonder Woman. I hope she does it for as long as she can. Um, also, in the uh, we were talking about Kristen Wiggs outfits by Diana's outfits and hair. On point everywhere she goes, it Actually. was incredible. I was like, "Girl, you done not got that blowout. You what do you do? You just stop at the cosmetologist everywhere you go before you take a trip." Her hair is just be floating. It just it's so big. She's got that nice flowy, big '80s hair. It just looked great. It looked great. I appreciate a good. Uh, yeah, fashion. I
2: think. I think they just made those two characters really well in this movie and they really focused on them. I think they ended up letting the side characters fall a little bit, the villains. um. But they did so well with the main ones. It's like, you're not that bothered by it. You enjoy it. And it does have a lightheartedness. That's just.
1: Someone who I wanted to see more in the film, Natasha Rothwell, who played um the black woman at the beginning, who didn't know Barbara's name, um, the, the boss. <laughs> she was in it for like one scene and I saw her name at the beginning of the movie and I'm like, oh, she's in this? Oh, shoot. Because she plays not... Kelly on Insecure.
2: Nah. And I... I think if anything, that character should have gotten hit. Like, like no, no, no. Like, Kristen Wiig got upset by her because she didn't remember her name. He's like, you interviewed me and you hired me. Like, I feel like she didn't really because a lot of those like characters when they develop the power they take revenge on people who like piss them off and it's like all of a sudden like she's nice to her again so it's like oh well her purpose wasn't really needed i feel like if she still hadn't been affected she could have had more like more interest or more um to the role than she was given she was in there for like what two scenes i think so
1: two or three felt like one okay two three yeah
2: Two, I think two. I I only recall two. Yeah, but I think you're right. They could have done like more with that. I honestly think I they could the bet the biggest thing they could have done
0: for this movie is if they had if they were gonna do two, they had to they had to like and they focus they choose to focus more on Maxwell Lord's story. Is find a way to make those characters be connected instead of being separated, where Barbara's doing her own thing maxwell lord's doing his own thing i think the movie would have flowed faster flowed better and would have maybe like allowed us to have more of those moments like with uh i'm sorry what what was her name again natasha rockwell you said yeah like where it's like if maxwell lord and cheetah were like together not in like a relationship but rather just like they work together closer especially because you know he comes in there and they're, they're they immediately meet they're the first two. They're the first two to meet together, so it would have been cool if they had maybe been a lot more tied together, and it would have allowed the movie to not have to divert so much time to both of them separately, and they could just like work together. If they were going to do both villains, I personally think this movie would have worked, which is one.
2: But I think they should have introduced them together a little bit sooner, because like already destruction has happened, and then all of a sudden they're like. Then they kind of joined forces, I think, a little bit earlier on. Had they joined forces, maybe would have... Yeah, that's what I mean. Made them... Yeah. yeah. And, like, him slowly giving her more and more power would have made her transition feel a little more real. Like, oh, what do you want? Oh, I want more strength. What do you want? More speed, like a cheetah. You know? And that's when she could have started seeing, like, that. Because they were around a lot of, like, artifacts and stuff. So she could have been, like... I want to be like that, but really, it was just all of a sudden she turned into a furry cheetah woman. <laughs> she also, looked like a furry. No, she did. Also, I, I'm
0: not. I don't, no, I'm not arguing with your point.
2: She I'm just saying like, it's like she—it's either cheetah a furry so or the human <laughs> version of the, the catch.
1: Also, and I meant to look this up, so I'm sorry, audience, that I did not do my full research. But was most of this shot on film? Because I'm not sure. I noticed the quality was a lot different than most movies I watch, and I was wondering why I felt so transported to the 80s while watching it, and I, I, I'm going to look this up afterwards, and I don't know, I might mention on our next podcast, or I might forget about it completely, but I want to see if it was shot on film, because I feel like it might have been.
0: I know it was Or it's filmed... something
1: other than the standard
0: or quality was at which IMAX, they normally shoot. I can't remember if it was filmed in IMAX or formatted for IMAX. I can't remember.
1: Maybe.
2: Oh, no. It was shot entirely on film. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, IMAX film
1: or just normal film?
2: Give me a second. Because IMAX
0: uses film, too. (laughs) sure.
2: Because I was like, oh, why does this... So, it was filmed on both, but the IMAX film was only used when showing... um, the wide shots of locations. Oh, okay. okay. So only when they had the wide shots or they were coming in, things like that. The rest was done on film. On the RRIF, RRI Flex 235 film.
0: Yeah, the RE.
2: And then the Panaflex the film. And then for the location shots that were widespan and coming in were the IMAX MSM... Uh, with Primo, with Pan Vision Primo glass. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Because I noticed the bit of graininess, and I'm like, this screams '80s to me. So I think that's what they were going for. They were trying. They were, you know.
2: had yeah, that uh, more vibe. Patty There's Jenkins. also, I think, a distinct like color change when it comes when you use film to when you're using like HD and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I have like noticed that. So, I think they were able to portray, like, 80s colors a little more real. Mm -hmm. Because when you do, like, the HD style in 80s film, it's just really vibrant and, like, attacks the eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get that, like, oh, the 80s were gaudy and, like, gross to, like, highlighter style. But this one seemed like all the colors fit. They're still very vibrant. But they're not as intense. And they don't make you think, oh, this is the, you know, stereotypic 80s. So, I think, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It was filmed on film and IMAX as well for the, like without people in it.
1: Right. Cool. Well, uh, any last thoughts on Wonder Woman? Um, what would you? Let's do our grading. It's time for the grading.
0: I've talked a lot, oh, Alex. Alex. Go Alex, to... Alex, you go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Um. I've, on, like on, I've what's your letter grade, Alex? Alex?
2: Um, I would say an A, A to A minus. Um, like I said, loved Wonder Woman, Steve and this. I think they were both really well and really well developed and everything. And they, they did it. Um, I love Maxwell Lord and everything like that. His relationship with the son was not my favorite. I think they could have done more or just scratched the sun completely. Kristen Wiig, I think was not the right actress for this role, but it also may have just been the role as well. Because like Jerome had said, um, she was very, or one of you guys said that she was very good in the beginning, in which she was. She played that character extremely well, but the moment she turned into her apex predator uh, side, she just, she just didn't, it didn't feel real. It felt like an SNL skit where she was attempting at being badass and really it was just like, you could see the falseness. And I guess that kind of is what the character was portraying, but it just... I didn't think it was well done. And then the whole like cheetah thing. I mean, it was just weird. So like it a minus a-, just because I did enjoy everything else, but the villains nearing the end, I felt could have been better for the movie that it was.
1: Cool. So. Um, I would have to say around that same range, I say maybe a minus to B plus. Um, I know I brought up a lot of questions, but those didn't really, Tamper or dampen my um, enjoyment of the movie. Um, like I've said, I really enjoyed probably the first seventy-five percent of the movie. The last twenty-five percent was still enjoyable, but not as much as those like establishing moments. Um, I really liked when how they set the tone of the eighties. Uh, I loved the fact that they added a little bit of comedy in it, you know, even as far as getting, like, comedic actors into the movie, like Kristen Wiig and Natasha Rothwell for the 2.5 seconds that she was in it, but um, adding those elements to it, I think, made for more dynamic movie, superhero movie than the ones that we normally see. And I really appreciate that thought of it. I just want to see something different in the superhero movies. I'd love to see a coming-of-age superhero movie. I'd love to see a uh, a uh, horror uh, superhero movie. Just combine the genres all together, and it just makes for something different to watch.
2: I think there was one Brightburn, wasn't that? I didn't like that. That was so. There's slow
0: Brightburn. Or... You mutants tried to be a horror superhero movie. Um, it
2: didn't. I a musical watched... superhero movie new moon was like literally i watched 10 minutes and i was so bored they did no good pacing with that film they were just like i i couldn't i didn't bother with it but i see what you're saying like there was such a comedy romance superhero everything kind of going on that it kind of led more to like oh this is this is more fun and enjoyable compared to especially how dc has presented its films Mm -hmm. they're just unnecessarily dark sometimes like Even the coloring, like Mm -hmm. when I watched like Batman Begins, I had a hard time seeing the movie because I have really terrible eyes and it was such a dark, literal enlightening dark film that I actually had genuine problems seeing because I do have such a bad stigmatism that colors get messed up for me. So it's like (laughs) the the fact that the superhero films are now getting better lighting, I guess I could say. Um, is more enjoyable. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from regarding like the mixing of genres. It doesn't always have to be a downer.
1: Everybody All right, drum. Jerome.
0: Uh, hmm. You know, I was bouncing. I was bouncing between like, uh, and it sounds harsher than it actually is. But B minus to C plus. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to pick, and the reason why is because there's a lot of things I really like about this movie. Um, I love the colors. I've never, I have the very rare, especially right now, because we have so many superhero movies. It's very rare to see a superhero movie that's willing to be like, hey, we're going to make it colorful. Like, it's not just going to be muted color like the Marvel movies. It's not going to be super dark and drab like the old DC movies. Like, it's bright, beautiful colors. Um... I love Gal Gadot and uh Chris Pine. I think they do an amazing job and they have great chemistry with each other. Um and I, I I think Patty Jenkins' direction is really well. She and she knows how to make Wonder Woman look cool when she's uh whipping across the lightning with the lasso and stuff like that stuff like I've never seen before. Eat your heart out Black Widow. I hate you. Anyway, the point <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no Black Widow movie. All right, when, when, when movies like this do, when Wonder Woman can do stuff like that, I don't want to see a woman just jump Guess out. That's what
1: of plane. Jerome, you're gonna get it. I don't
2: care.
0: Come at me. I don't care. <laughs>
2: another topic Continue i meant you're gonna get the black
1: widow movie not you're gonna get it for not liking black widow oh well whatever <laughs> I,
2: think, I think both i think both. probably
1: both yeah um
0: but um but go on you know but uh you know there's so much i like about this movie but at the same time the pacing doesn't quite work for me only in the middle because i feel like it tries to get itself back in gear and in the, near the ending of the movie with the cheetah fight and even with uh her you know confronting maxwell lord i like that it's an emotional confrontation not so much a i'm gonna punch you in the face um very rarely do we see in superhero movies superheroes that kind of handle their problems through talking as opposed to just like beating up the bad guy um but it's just yeah and then on top of that Cheetah and Maxwell Lord, I feel like Maxwell Lord more so, I feel like he he's more well realized, like Alex was saying. I think just a few tweaks to his character and his relationship with his son, I think could have made him more compelling, but I think Pedro Pascal does a really good job of still working with the material and still making this character compelling and interesting and charismatic, and you still feel where he's coming from. It just doesn't hit for me as as uh as emotional as I think they wanted it to land. But Kristen uh, Wig, I feel like, yeah, I agree. She wasn't. I don't think she was right for this role. Um, I think she does the best she can, given her acting style and the way she does things. But they don't really give her a lot of com- comedy stuff to do after the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Once they start getting into the, you know, the plot of her slowly turning into Cheetah, she just switches to a drama character. Like it's all, it's all more or less. Being taken seriously, and so I feel like that's where her, kind of her weaknesses are in this movie in particular. Because she has to not only be dramatic, she has to be evil, and being villainous is not the same as being serious. So I just I, like so those things for me detract from the movie, and so I. Th- but I think I land at about a B plus. I still think the movie is a good time. I still think if you're a fan of Wonder Woman. um you're going to enjoy this movie, whether it be the comics or the movie or the Linda Carter TV show. Um, I think it's still it'll be a good time for you to watch it. It has action. It has adventure. It has laughs. Um, and it's just a really, you know, nice movie. Uh, and it gives me the same feels I kind of had watching Shazam where I'm like, is this my like number one superhero movie? No. But is it a good superhero movie that if I'm like, you know what, I want to watch a, like a nice heartwarming superhero movie i'm gonna put this on i'm
2: gonna definitely put this on, put on my mic because my cat was yelling. uh you want to watch something that's just gonna end you know it's gonna end heartwarming but there's still gonna be some battle in exactly in the end you know you know you're gonna feel warm inside exactly, exactly. Snowball agrees <laughs> she does she, you know what it is? Snowbell hasn't been... She's it. missing
0: all three of us being in the same room together. She's like, I
2: feel like... I'm she, gonna... She's she's missing trying to steal your guys' chicken nuggets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. <laughs> but...
0: But those so. those are my final thoughts. So B plus is where I think I'm landing at.
2: Um, you know what? Or, uh, sorry, B minus. This is, is this is the first film I have graded higher than both of you. Usually I'm grading lower than you two. Interesting. So this is the first time I have graded higher.
1: I wonder if we're gonna keep that. Well, same I don't know because in you graded, both of y'all
0: graded higher than me on Fantasy Island. I gave that a straight F.
2: <laughs> that because I found that fun. That was a stupid, not a good movie, but it was fun. And I think I, I also it was, graded uh, that low too. Yeah, I mean, we didn't actually grade. I'm like. Or B's right. or, i think it was, i think we both gave him like a d i think it was c, c and d was, d was your grade i think it and was c and I d, d. F. i just did but you <laughs> know um, that movie we
1: have so much nostalgia with because it was one of the last movies that we were able it was to the see last movie we saw in
2: theaters yeah oh my god
1: yeah I I, i'm i'm thankful that because i looked back on it and the last movie i actually saw in theaters um i watched after work one day i watched parasite at Sith. Ooh. So, thankfully, I can have that as the last movie I saw in theaters. I don't have to have Fantasy Island Actually, as the last one I saw in theaters. Actually, technically,
0: the last movie we saw in theaters was Unhinged. It was a drive-in theater. It was, it oh, that's quite, true. That's, <laughs> that true. doesn't count. That doesn't count.
2: <laughs> and also, I didn't, I didn't like the movie Parasite. Yeah, we, I think like like, we, we talked like about this last podcast. We discussed it. I feel like we discussed um, it. We talked about this in a podcast because I'm like. Eh. We discussed this in our horror movie. I was just listening to it. Our horror I, movie I, podcast. I don't think it's a horror film. It's not a horror film. It's a, definitely a thriller a and a suspense. Yeah. Oh, no, we just brought but it up and we film.
0: got off topic and started talking about Parasite. But we never. I don't think well, we ever we said it was have... a
2: horror movie what well, we might make well, a parasite retrospective anyway,
1: one day nonetheless we
2: might go back to movies that shouldn't be in the genre that they should be in <laughs> that they are in i mean um either way wonder woman great film yes. Wonder woman 84 um i think people should just watch it enjoy it try not to critique it too much sometimes i think critiquing does take away from the enjoyment of the film um and during these times of just 2020 I think people just need some, you know, warmth in their life that things can get better because in that movie, the, cha- the world is in chaos. And some of it is a lot of it is due to people's selfish reasoning. And sadly, that is a lot of what's going on in our world today is a lot of people's selfish desires are causing things to get a little bit worse. So mm-hmm. just remembering that, like, we all have to be in this together or, you know, we're all just going to fail. So hopefully, maybe this movie will just inspire people like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't put my own desires first above every single person in the world. Who knew?
1: Well, that is a great the, point to wrap up. That's on the mess. That's a message from Alex. That's a message. For yes. Me.
2: <laughs> See, I can be nice and sweet, too. Think? Don't just yell at Jerome.
1: Let's <laughs> everyone take that energy into 2021. Maybe put someone's desires before yours, and you might be rewarded for it. Who knows? But if you're not, then you know you, you still did a good thing. So in fact, next time 2021, you'll hear let's us. all be better.
0: New years, that's the next. Yes, the next next time you'll hear from Yeah, us. exactly. New Speaking
1: years. of our next topic, uh, next week we're coming at you with. um We're gonna look back and look forward. We're gonna be talking about the year that was and the year that will be. We'll be looking forward to our. <laughs> Our hopes <laughs> Did you just cringe, and Alex? dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be looking. We're gonna be mostly looking forward. Okay, let's be real. We're gonna be looking forward at the films and all of the stuff that we're looking forward to watching in 2021. Um, everything that's been announced, at least, because who knows in these times? Yeah, who knows? Things change. Lisa McGuire, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, <laughs> you can follow us on instagram uh at the first ones to die tick tock at the first ones to die you can email us <laughs>
2: <laughs> pretty much the to... names all the same yeah, except so first for like ones twitter die. right yeah,
1: twitter is first ones to die without the but that's easy enough to remember um where can we follow you guys at
2: alex um i'm at living my okayest life on instagram i do have a twitter but i've never really been on it Uh, So find me on Instagram more so than anything.
1: And Jerome? You
2: can follow me at Not
0: Jerome Rhett on Instagram. Also, um, still working on uh, RoboZoo Media at Instagram as well. Um, So, you know, check me out. Going to be posting some stuff up there soon. So if you follow, but there's nothing up there, be patient. It's coming uh yeah but not jerome red is my main instagram account so if you want to hear some also you know i do a lot of the music for this channel so if you want to hear some uh leftover beats (laughs) that did that didn't quite make the cut but they're out there that's on instagram for you so there you go little christmas present for you the people
1: (laughs) and jonathan and i am at jonathan keys we will see you all in the new year Bye. Take care, Happy everyone. New Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.
0: Bye. I hope you had a Merry Christmas as well.
1: Yes, or whatever holiday you celebrate.
0: That's right, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Yes. I don't know Boxing Day.
1: This
0: <laughs> Ramadan. <laughs> Ramadan.
1: There we go. There you go.
0: <laughs> Bye. See you later.